This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 220. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, Tales of the Cocktail 2017 has wrapped up, but it lives on on Bartender Journey. We've got lots of great stuff. We've got eight shows in total planned for you with the Tales coverage. This is the second in the series. As I mentioned in previous shows, I was on the panel of a Tales seminar for the first time this year. We did Hot Mike Podcasting for Bartenders. I recorded the entire seminar, and we're going to take a listen to that today on the show. I ran into Philip Duff at Cafe Torino uh, during Tales. It's a Cafe Torino is a beautiful pop-up that Martini, the former Martini and Rossi brand, uh, puts on every year. Cafe Torino is held in a little antique shop across the street from Hotel Monteleon. It appears and it disappears. It's so funny. Like one day it's an antique shop, all of a sudden it's a cafe, and uh, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> and then you you know you're later in the week it's an antique shop again very it's amazing anyway uh it's a wonderful little oasis between hotel monteleone and the royal sinesta which uh as you may know are the two hotels where many of that many of the activities and all of the seminars are held it's uh just about a two not even a two block walk but you end up walking back and forth a lot between the two and it's so nice that martini has this wonderful little place to stop in for a coffee or a low abv cocktail and to catch up with some friends so anyway uh i saw philip duff there who is director of education for tales of the cocktail among other things and he asked me if i had recorded our he asked me how our seminar go and i said great and he asked if i recorded it and i said of course uh and i told him i i said i've been meaning to ask you actually if it's cool if i put that out there as a podcast and he said sure i want to hear it so i was happy to have philip's blessing didn't want to step on any tales of the cocktail toes or anything uh but uh yeah we're gonna have a listen to that very shortly on today's podcast just a couple of uh, announcements, things you might be interested in. Bar Smarts Advance is coming to Nashville on November 2nd, 2017. If you're anywhere near Nashville, highly recommend this. Uh, go to barsmarts.com and find out more. You have to do the online course first, and then it's a full day of education with, uh, with some giants in the industry. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, Bar Institute, um, <laughs> I just mentioned those two in... in well, never mind. There's a whole thing going on with that, but I won't mention it. Um, Bar Institute is uh, uh, going on, and uh, as I record this, they're wrapping up in Dallas, Texas. Uh, that ends on August 2nd. Um, then next is Toronto, Ontario. So if you're up in Canada, maybe you want to check this out. August 14th through the 16th, great education and great events uh, at Bar Institute. Uh, next is San Juan, Puerto Rico, September 25th through 20th. 27th. I want to go. And then uh, they'll be in Portland, Oregon, October 23rd through the 25th. This is all 2017, by the way, if you're listening to this in the future on your in your flying car. Uh, and uh, then the big New York City Bar Institute, November 13th through 16th. Can't wait for that. So uh, yeah. And if, if you can't make it to uh, any of these things that I've just mentioned and you're looking for some great uh, online learning, you can do that by doing the Mixology Talk certification, or the Mixology certification program, I should say, from our friends at the Mixology Talk podcast uh, and the Bar Above website. With the discount code BARTENDERJOURNEY, you can save 20% off the course, and you'll learn a lot on this course, and you'll take a test at the end, and assuming you pass, you get a certificate. So you can do it from anywhere and anytime in your own time. So it's well worth 
checking that out. And uh, so remember, you can go to, well, we'll have a link to it on bartenderjourney.net or just go to abarabove.com and click on Mixology Certification and use that discount code bartenderjourney with no space for your discount. So we'll take a listen to our seminar, Hot Mic Podcasting for Bartenders, in just a minute. You'll hear me during the seminar offer to send people who attended some materials. I've actually developed that into a course, into a product that you can purchase. And included is the expanded PowerPoint presentation from our seminar, an audio file, which is basically a podcast about podcasting with tips and examples on microphone choices, mic placement, mic technique, recording, recording interviews via Skype, how to edit or some tips on editing anyway. And uh, that's the audio file. There's a detailed document about the how, what, why of podcasting that I wrote. Um, There's a document that I send out to people who I have scheduled a Skype interview with that contains some requests to achieve best possible audio quality uh, and a document with links to even more resources for you, including my gear suggestions. As I said, I sent some of this stuff out for free to the people that attended the seminar who paid $65 to attend our seminar. The uh, I offer these materials to you for $25. The price is uh, $25, and you can purchase it by going to bartenderjourney.net slash podcast course, all one word, no space, podcast course and uh there'll be a link uh, that goes along with this the the notes that go along with this show as well we'll have a link to that but uh you can go directly bartenderjourney.net slash podcast course i haven't figured out the tech yet for automating this process of sending it to you instantly as soon as you uh make the payment so don't be alarmed if the link to the course doesn't show up in your inbox immediately but uh rest assured i will get it to you manually as soon as i possibly can and hopefully i'll sort out the uh the tech for getting that all automated all right, let's listen in to Hot Mike Podcasting for Bartenders, recorded at Tales of the Cocktail 2017. This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Hi, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. I'm Brian Weber. And I'm Kara Newman. And welcome to the, the Hot Mike Podcast Seminar. Hope you're all awake now. Okay, I'm going to start with some quick housekeeping, and then we're going to dive right in. Um, I'd first like to thank our, our cap, June Kay. I hope she's here somewhere for the amazing drink. Um, I'd also like to thank our, our sponsor, Brooklyn Gin. Woo! <laughs> and just to let you know what we're, what we're drinking. There we go. So what are we drinking, man? Uh, I'm drinking a red and white dynamite, like always. That's how we always start. That's how, that's how our show starts every time. <laughs> First rule of podcasting, consistency. <laughs> oh, and I'd also like to, uh, I'm sorry, I'd also like to remind you to uh, please rate this seminar in the Tales app. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No. <laughs> Somebody's got to be responsible. <laughs> yeah. No, so tell us about your, about your pre-show uh, ritual with the... Um, well, we usually... Um, Eat lunch. Eat lunch. <laughs> lucky, lucky for us, our podcast is uh, broadcast from Heritage Radio Network, which is inside of one of New York City's sort of preeminent pizza spots. Uh, our studio is literally a, a, a shipping container uh, that got dropped into the, to the back of two, Roberta's two pizza. Shipping two shipping containers. They got dropped into the back of Roberta's, and then Roberta's grew and grew and grew in popularity, and now it's in the center of Roberta's. Roberta's basically made, uh, kind of like made... Bushwick, uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. So they, uh, there was not a whole lot going out there. It was very industrial, a lot like the, uh, kind of like Greenpoint back in the day, uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Brooklyn and New York City. Um, so there was, uh, 
basically just a lot of land, uh, like a lot of like real estate. It was old buildings that uh, hadn't been used in a long time. So they decided to make this big, crazy, sprawling pizza hipster joint. And uh, um, Patrick Martins, who's one of the guys who actually founded Slow Food USA, um, he went on to start Heritage Foods USA. And from that, he basically was a, still is uh, the guy who like has hooked up a lot of uh, small farms, like small organic responsible farmers with uh, really cool, fun restaurants. And uh, he had always, he's always been like a, kind of a baseball nerd and uh, a foodie nerd guy. And he was like, dude, I would love to have a radio show about either one of those things. And he was like, no one's ever going to give that to me, so I'm just going to start up my own radio station. So he said, fuck it, until he did it. And uh, <laughs> so that's where that started. And uh, there are now, on Heritage Radio, there are about, what yeah, is it, like the, 30? We, there's 35 seven? shows current, yeah. um, and lots of them have been on the air for a long time. Uh, Speakeasy's been on for coming up on six years. Seven, uh, almost seven. 245 episodes deep. Um, yeah. Out of, out of a shipping container and a pizza joint. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the rest yeah. is kind of current history. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd like to introduce you to our hosts, or rather I'm going to let them introduce themselves, tell you who they are, how they uh, got into podcasting. Um, Brian, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. Um, so I started um, in, the po- in the restaurant industry when I was 14 years old and uh, worked my way through until I was completely burned out at the age of 22. Went, <laughs> went to Hawaii for uh, six months and bartended and bummed around. Came back to New York, moved back in with mom and went back to school for something totally different, a different passion of mine, which was audio production. So I worked as an audio engineer um, doing radio, TV shows, uh, TV commercials, promos for a long time in Manhattan. And uh, in 2008, when everything went haywire, the recording studio where I worked for 11 years went out of business. So I started doing it freelance, but also came back to bartending, which I hadn't done in in a while. And um, eventually merged my two passions and and bartender journey was born that way. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing. When, When I started the show, I didn't know about Tales of the Cocktail. I didn't know who Dale DeGroff was. And uh, so I call it Bartender Journey, and I always say that was the perfect name because it really has been uh, quite a journey for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Am I up? Is it me there? (laughs) Hi, my name is Souther. Um, I've never done anything else but be in this business. My dad owned a bar when I was a kid. Um, I've worked in bars and restaurants literally all my life. I was a, a chef for 12 years. I actually lived here in New Orleans for three of those years. I cooked with Susan Spicer at Bayona, uh, which is a great restaurant. You should go. Thank you. You're welcome, Susan. Um, uh, she's an amazing person. I don't want to get off on her too much, but uh, that's what we do on the podcast. We just talk about stuff. She was one of uh, Food and Wine Magazine's first ever top 10 chefs in America, and then 30 years later when they did top 10 of the top 10, she was one. It's fucking amazing. Go to Bayona. Uh, lunch is ex- uh, ex- extremely great and, and relatively cheap. Dinner's expensive. Um, <laughs> And then uh, I switched to the bar world um, when I moved to New York, uh, and I realized there was a part of the business that I didn't know, so I didn't know that I missed it, which was interacting with my guests. Um, So when when I got behind the bar, it was supposed to be a six-month gig. Uh, I stood behind that bar for three years, and I've I've done nothing else since. Uh, That's 15 years ago since I moved to New York City. 
And uh, I was a guest uh, twice on the Speakeasy uh, with Damon Bolte. Uh, and he reached out to me and said uh, he would like to change the format of the show and have a co-host. Uh, and if I could come whenever I could, I'd be the co-host. And then if he ever had to miss a show, I could do it without him. Um, and I've never, I haven't missed a show since. So I, I, I took the easy road into podcasting. I just had a friend have a show and asked me to be on. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah, so uh, I actually got into... I, I'm originally from Oklahoma, and uh, I was living in Oklahoma City before I moved okay. to New York. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, and I, I, before I got into bartending, I, I was always an enthusiast and doing it at home and stuff. And uh, I was actually Drunk. a, yeah, that, yeah, you can say it. Professional um, drinker, is that what you yeah. um, And uh, I worked in uh, the music industry. And uh, during that time, I started getting into, like, you know, your bands on tour. Sometimes you're back home uh, and something to do. So I realized that I wanted to get into actually bartending instead of just doing it at home and being that total uh, kind of like solo, like lone enthusiast uh, in a market that has since become very cool, uh, Oklahoma, that being. Um, and uh, I, was, I started DJing on an oldie station in Oklahoma City and I'm doing like spinning like kind of obscure records, mostly like psychedelic stuff and like garage rock and uh, old like mod soul stuff. And just realized that I talked maybe a little bit too much and I, I was really into very specific things. And uh, then when I got into the, the bar world, I just, I would say that the, the cocktail world like actually saved my life because Same. I, I didn't have like, I didn't have a, a true direction. I had like been a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. I'd done like all these different things. Uh, all cool, fun things like working in graphic design, working in the music industry, touring with band. Uh, I owned a motorcycle shop for a while. Like basically worked in every hobby that I had until I realized like I'd worked in every hobby except for the bar industry. And uh, got into that, fell in love with it, and really gave me a different direction and path. And... I think most of that had to do with the fact that it was it was like actual personal communication and connection. And when I was given the opportunity, I was actually a guest on Patrick Martin's show, which is called The Main Course on Heritage Radio Network. Um, uh, he had been bugging me for a while uh, to come and uh, be a guest on his show. And the reason why he wanted me to come on is because back before, we can get into this in a little bit, but it, before it was actually nonprofit 501c3, we could play whatever music we wanted. Pirate um, Radio. Yeah, so uh, um, there was a couple of shows I did called The Bartender's Playlist, where they're basically just a bunch of drinking songs, which was a lot of fun. Um, but now uh, you have to have uh, permission by all the uh, artists to play their music. Um, but anyway, so uh, I was originally going to come on the show to talk about uh, the inspiration for cocktail recipes based on uh, albums and songs. Uh, and it turned out that the day I went on the show was December 5th, which we all know was repeal day. So the show took a completely different uh, direction. And the next day he hit me up and he was like, dude, we had crazy ratings for that show. And we don't have a show about uh, like cocktails and drinks uh, and bar culture. Would you want to have your own show? Plus, he was like, you have a face for radio. <laughs> That's what my mom says. 
Um, so he's like, do you want to have your own show? And I was like, well, how much does it pay? And he said, well, nothing. I was like, I'll do it. Because um, really, ultimately, this, something that Don Lee said to me, uh, like, I don't know, like eight years ago or so, uh, when we were geeking out, hey, buddy, <laughs> he, uh, we were talking about Poos Cafes, and uh, he, he and I were talking about like the different density of like of the liqueurs and spirits and the way you could stack them. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I've got a, a full list of like everything that every spirit and liqueur and everything that exists and throughout history, and a lot of stuff that doesn't exist anymore." It's like it's all l layered by density, so you can actually just go down the sheet. You can start checking things off, like as far as like knowing like the flavor profiles and the colors and everything to to stack them. And I was like, dude, can I, I'm like, he's like, you can have this list. I was like, dude, can I pay you for it? And he said to me, no, information should be free. And that's something I've always thought of when I've gone into this, this show. Um, it's sharing that information. Obviously, like, it's got to be entertaining and educational. Educational, obviously, first. And then if we can make it fun, which I, I hope it is. I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to it. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, like making it educational, entertaining and spreading that information is like the key to the show. And that's why I got into it. And that's why I've been doing it for this long. Yeah. And, if yeah. you want to get into podcasting, don't do it for the money. Yeah. Because there, <laughs> there isn't any. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, there should be, I'll, I'll tell we'll you this. We'll talk about more about that later, but there, there are definitely like the, the payoff. If they're like what, what the payoff is from it is the satisfaction of knowing that you're connecting people and you know, there are certain, there are certain things you get to do. that are really cool. Like you get to go on trips, like go to tales and talk to a, a room full of people, uh, 10 in the morning after yeah. going to well, rock opportunities <laughs> come from it. I mean, actually I did, um, I did a second podcast for tales. And so tales hired me for the last three years. Our arrangement has come to an end now, but for the last three years, my tales trip was covered because I was doing, I was recording seminars for, for tales 365 and um, so those are the kind of opportunities that come up from podcasting, you know. I mean, that's just one. But you that's get to meet a, a, yeah. an amazing amount of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had breakfast with Dale DeGroff, you yeah. know. I went interviewed him a couple years ago. That was, I, I mean, dude, come on. He was on my show and we brought our guitars on. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. I heard twice. that. Twice. That was great. That was fun. <laughs> so I'm going to interrupt and, yeah, and introduce myself. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. This is Kara. This is, okay. So we're obviously, like, we're the ones who are on the radio all the time. All we do is chatter. So awesome. you can cut us off whenever you want. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. So I'm, I'm Kara. Nice to meet all of you. Um, I'm a, a writer and an author, which means that I usually have a book to promote. And one of the best ways to promote, I've found, is to go on podcasts. I've actually been on both of your podcasts. Um, I've done radio shows. And I found that it's actually, there's a lot of difference between podcast and radio and the way different podcasts are put together. Like, I've found, um, even with, with just you guys, um, Brian's podcast, I mean, first of all, you've bootstrapped it entirely. Um, on the other hand, we have Heritage Radio Network, which kind of gets you set up and you don't have to deal with all the technicals. Um, Brian's is done ahead of time and uh, very carefully edited into to smaller segments. Um, yours is taped live and in one large chunk. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's the same, it's a different use of the same medium. And you're talking about the same content, bartending and, and cocktails. And that's what I find so fascinating about it all. And um, even the fact that the, the podcasting 
that we're talking about podcasting and bartending at all, I think is just phenomenal. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why we podcast because it's kind of, I've, it's one of the things I've been thinking about. Um, why we have this incredibly visual medium. We hear all the time, you drink with your eyes, you eat with your, your eyes first, and then with all your other senses. And here we have this medium where you don't get to see anything. It's entirely audio. And aside from things like, you know, maybe shaking a cocktail on the air and you can hear the, the ice rattle in the shaker, I mean, how do you manage to find ways to, to bring bartending to, to life on air? I mean, why, why is podcasting the right medium for this? I think our guests make the difference in that regard. Um, and, you know, uh, we live in New York City, so we, we have an embarrassment of riches, you know. Um, everybody is either there or they're passing through there. Uh, we try and book our show about six weeks out uh, so we know when people are coming through we can get them on the show uh, and you know podcasting unlike uh, so I, I worked for a television show as well I was on the show Good Eats with Alton Brown I was the research and technical chef for that show very visual medium of course um, but podcasting people are, are listening for us to like draw them a picture to, to speak them a story and also you know overwhelmingly our, our listeners are, are people who subscribe to our show they, they, they already have an idea of what it is we're doing, so they want to tune in and, and check out what, what we've got going on. And we do drink on the air and make drinks on the air, um, which adds a little bit of excitement to the listener, I think. You know, we, we try and lean in on the mic when we take a big sip or when we crack open a beer or, like, rattle some ice. Like, it, 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 it yeah. changes the dynamic for the I mean, listener. I mean, also, the, the difference between just, like, hosting a show blindly about uh, drinks or food and actually having, like, bartenders hosting the show is the fact that and the reason we'll call your bullshit well uh, yeah definitely it's, it's happened a lot on our show especially since it's live you know anything goes but i mean we're bartenders so we are used to talking with guests and having that conversation starting that conversation maintaining it the reason why we do the reason why i started doing the show live i mean there are a lot of shows actually just to back up heritage radio network they're not all live shows like i would say probably uh 60% of them are pre-recorded or um, at least scripted, and ours is just, like, free-for-all. So, And, and but, actually, but, on that, in fact, we, we try and make sure that they're all live. We're here today, meaning we're not in New York City tomorrow, so we did record one to air tomorrow. But today. We, we, <laughs> Today's Wednesday. We were broadcasting live from the future last week. <laughs> um, but we don't like to do that, and we also don't like to do call-ins. Um, you know, again, we have a, a broad reach and a broad audience, and we could probably reach out to anyone all over the world and do a... a, a, a he, he doesn't mean call-ins, like guests calling in during the show. He's talking about, like, phone interviews. A phone interview, like, yeah. It's, like, it's got to be face-to-face. -face. It's not as dynamic. We've, we've done them in the past, and the shows seem a little flatter. Um, maybe that's just our own perspective from sitting behind the mic, but... But when we when I go back, I listen to every single show after it's yeah. uh, uh, after after we do it, and I feel like when when we do that, it's there's something that's missing. So a lot of podcasting for me is that dynamic of looking at someone right in the face over a mic and and a drink, and and like getting them engaged in what we're talking about. Well, Absolutely, could, I, I do interviews over Skype, and um, you know if you do the face to if you do a video call. You, you can establish some of that, you know. So it's not, sure. you know, don't think that if you're in a small market or whatever, you can't, you know, you, and you, it's hard. It, it's so easy to get guests uh, on Skype, you know, because once yeah. you start doing this, you start getting 
emails from PR people and said, hey, we'd like to, you know, you to advertise our stuff on your show for free. <laughs> no, you know, you get no, a little embittered by the pay, the pay scale of podcasting. <laughs> but we're, we're going to talk more about that later. But uh, anyway, the, uh, you can talk to distillers out in, you know, Montana or whatever. I talked to somebody who was in uh, Nevada, you know, he's a farm farm to glass uh, distiller in Nevada. And they sent, they sent me a couple bottles and we talked over Skype and it was great. You know, we had a good conversation. So I think just to, you know, as a, as a point of interest, you can definitely do it over Skype if you, you know, it, it's ideal to do it in person, but you know, don't think that that's a, a, a barrier or anything. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think some other points to make are that, you know, um, especially with you know, living in uh, New York city there, you know, people were on the, the subway a lot, you know, and, uh, it's really nice to be able to like put in your headphones, listen to a podcast, and um, and again, it's not really, it's there's all the information available in the show, but really, rather than like in this format, we're really featuring the people involved, you know, and so having that conversation is the point, and and opening up, and that's the reason why actually, that's the reason why I brought on Southern Teague as my co-host uh, just over a year ago is because when I wanted it to feel, I wanted our show to feel like. The conversation that you're having, like late night at the bar when you're talking shop and you're, and you're having a Budweiser, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like decompressing and talking shop, you know, like that we all do it, and uh, it's that's a really beautiful moment to have, like when you're a part of it. Uh, a lot of people aren't a part of it because it's it happens after the bar closes, so. Um, but what's we, so cool about the medium, I think, is that you're talking right into people's ears. You're talking yeah. to them every every week and Talking you did you you'd say that. but you develop a um, <laughs> I think the audience develops certain trust um with with the host Suckers. and uh <laughs> but yeah yeah there's a certain trust and that and that's why I find it so weird that it's so difficult to get advertising for podcasting because here's I'm talking to you know a bunch of bartenders every week that have been maybe listening to me for quite a long time and have a certain trust and I'm not going to advertise you know Fruit Loop Vodka on my show you know I'm going to only talk about stuff that I believe in you know well unless they pay good (laughs) unless they pay really well but um, we were talking about why podcast right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah, we've got the got a few of them up here I do also feel like Bartending is such a natural storytelling medium, too. I mean, you guys are, are all, you know, you're, you're at the bar talking to, to customers day to day. And I, I feel like it's, it just sort of lends itself to that whole, you know, radio one-on-one aspect. But, yeah, I've got the, the slides. If you want to talk, I'll just... Do you want to do that now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Um, yeah, so we have the... Oh, podcasting on the rise. Yeah, well, I, I just brought up a few um, st- statistics showing how podcast is on the rise. We won't, you know, harp on them, but, um, you know, it's definitely... That's our market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you know, the ne- I think it's the next one, Kara, has a uh, share of ears saying that, uh, you know, Americans' share of time spent listening to audio sources, 25% AM, FM radio, Owned music like CDs, 17%. Streamed audio, 14%. Podcast, 32%. It's the highest thing on here, right? So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely on the rise. And uh, I was talking to Camper, Camper English yesterday, actually, and he said, uh, you know, he said, oh, I, saw, I have a seminar at the same time as yours, but I wanted to come to yours because, you know, can't, we all know Camper English made his uh, name with blogging. And he said to me, quote, podcasting is the new blogging. And I said, yeah, you're right. 
you know? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, the, yeah, the next slide here is a little more informational. Is that the Y, y podcast, the next one? No, this one here. I don't know. Maybe you don't have that one. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just go through it. Why uh, podcast I wrote. Uh, it's a career springboard, as we've kind of talked about. Be an influencer in your community. You are the new media, and you get, you know, I have media credentials to Tales of the Cocktail. I've had that for the last five years, so, you know, it's all access pass uh, for free um, because I'm covering the event. Um, <clears throat> other event invites, I mean, last year, you, you get on a list with this media credential thing, and you get all kinds of invites to stuff. Last year, uh, McAllen picked me up in a Maserati and drove me around for half an hour, and we, you know, we drank... 24 year old scotch that was fun <laughs> it's work man no actually it was a funny story the uh the brand ambassador rented the car with a with a chauffeur and then when the car showed showed up he was like dude i want to drive the car you sit in the back so there was a guy with like a cap a chauffeur's cap sitting in the back the brand ambassador was driving the car and i was in the passenger seat drinking so that was that was fun and they dropped me off at the jägermeister party uh so that was cool um possible another paid. monday Yep, just another day. <laughs> uh, possible paid travel, maybe. Samples, as I talked about, I get um, <laughs> possible. Um, you know, a lot of times I reach out to small distilleries uh, and say, hey, you know, I'd like to sample your stuff and talk about it on my show, and they send bottles over in the mail. It's great. Uh, I love the UPS man. Uh, interview your heroes. As I said, I had the, uh, breakfast with Dale DeGroff. I talked to Jim Meehan, David, you know, Wonderidge, um, Deshaun, you know, everybody. Uh, I think it, it seems um, selling your own products or services. Chris Tunstall's here from Mixology Talk Podcast, and uh, you guys are doing great with that. You know, he's, uh, he has an online course that he sells, and now, now some um, cocktail shakers and sh stuff like that. So it seems like that's the really um, best way to monetize a podcast is, uh, is monetize your own services or um, products. Um, because the advertising thing is just it's it's hard to get um it's sponsors. a full-time job it's like it's but it's you know they all want to know yeah. how, many, how many downloads yeah how many you know i'm like man fucking budweiser how much money did they spend on the super bowl last year you know like 30 million dollars or something those those ads are like you know seven million dollars for 30 seconds right. you know do they really think they sold 30 million more dollars worth of budweiser do those ads no it's all about brand awareness right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, create your own digital media footprint. Um, so you know, establish yourself online. Uh, it can lead to paid production gigs. As I mentioned, I worked for Tales Three Sixty Five for three years, which covered my Tales of Cocktail trip. And it's a, as we talked about, conversation medium, just like a bar. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 all about who's listening, not how many, you know. Because you, you think about the, the brands, right? They put on these parties. You know, I went to a brand a couple years uh, a party a couple years ago. I won't, won't mention the brand, but you know, they rented an entire restaurant and free drinks, of course, all night. Of course, we're bartenders, right? And um, you know, dinner, and we tasted some hundred year old something, and you know, they must have. They flew in two brand ambassadors and the master blender from France, and I'm like, they must have spent twenty. 30 grand to impress, you know, like 40 bartenders, you know. So I'm talking directly to, you know, a lot more than that every week. So why is it so difficult to get money from, money from the brands? That's, that's my question. That, that is a, actually a very good question. Um, 
for which I have no answer for. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody here work at a brand? Uh, yeah, I think half of them do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, we're probably going to say that uh, somewhat of the same message over and over up here. Uh, we don't podcast because we're interested in making money from directly from it anyway. Um, but the opportunities that open themselves up once you've garnered an audience, um, uh, there's really no end to it, no limit to it. Um, but how do you stack that up at the end of the year and say, what did I make from doing this? It's a difficult equation, but I think that the first thing you have to do is go into it knowing that money and perks aside, it's very fulfilling work. Like, it's super fulfilling. Um, I have a shit ton of stuff going on in my life. I own two bars in New York City. I'm the president of the USBG New York City chapter. Um, I'm launching an app tomorrow. There's what? my developer right over there. <laughs> it's called Batch. Look for that. Um, I have a lot of stuff going on, and I don't get paid a fucking dime to do uh, the speakeasy, and it is my favorite thing that I do every week. You make time to do it every week. And I make time to do it every week. Thanks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think that speaks volumes to... Uh, volumes? Get it? Yeah. Very, anyway, but it, it really does... Fucking like, loves puns. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this. There, there's a way to monetize. I mean, like... Like Brian was saying, like there, obviously there are a lot of different ways to like monetize the job and make it work for you. Um, but the really valuable thing to me has always been with this show. It's like we're like we're in the service industry, so it's not about us. It's about serving customers. It's about giving. The, bless you. Um, it's about. <laughs> he just gives. He gives. <laughs> well, no, seriously though, I mean, like that. That's. The whole point is to like give the information and give the opportunity to like, like have a, 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 a seminar like this and get to meet everyone in here. Should exchange information. I mean, you're all like-minded people. Like, you get to like we're already like in this conference of cocktail bar enthusiasts, service enthusiasts. I mean, like you're already here to like meet. Like the vetting process has already happened, you know. Like you're all, yeah. you're already right. friends. I, I, hope, I always say you know? treat, treat your um, treat your listeners as you would guests at your bar. That's like exactly. respect respect their time. Yeah. You know, don't waste their time. Talk about stuff that's important and valuable yeah. to them. But that's that's the thing is like once you do that, you've already like given the service and you've given you've provided information for your listeners for your guests, and then that ends up coming back to you in ways that are way cooler to me than like I mean obviously. I, I've got to like uh, Martinique and Cognac and wherever the hell else in the world, like based on the fact that I had a media pass to go there. But the thing is, <clears throat> I've also gone to Colorado and crashed on a friend's couch and got to go horseback riding in the Rockies. You know what? Like if it, it took like if I had to flip a coin between the two, it would probably be that trip that I like crashed at a friend's house that I met because of the radio show and got to go horseback riding in the Rockies, man. I didn't get this hat there. I had it before, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like, and that's like, I think that's the interesting thing for me about the, like about this, like broadcast journalism with, with in this realm of, you know, like bartending and hospitality. It's like that it is, it is an extension of my bar. Um, Cause in the same way I've, you know, I've had Dave Wondrich sitting at my bar, and, uh, and I've had like uh, like kind of a newer bartender sitting on the other end of the bar, and it made their day that like when I introduced those two, and you know, like that that 
took, you know, understanding like the conversational and introductory, introductory like aspects of doing the podcast, like it kept it within the same kind of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, so that's the business that we've been in all this time, right? I've been behind a bar uh, for 15 years and that's really the, the sort of core essence of what we do. We relate to people and then introduce people to the right people. Yeah. We connect yes. people. We connect people. And now we do it on a larger format. Yeah. It, the, I always find it interesting that it, guests on the show, a lot of times after they're done, they say, that was fun, you know? And yeah. like people, people love to talk about themselves. So, you know, doing interviews is not it's, difficult. Yeah, that's, that's not but hard. although it is a skill that you develop over time. Well, you know what's so funny? People. Another. Uh, And I've had, I've, I've had a lot of really great guests. I've had a few duds, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, okay, so our show was thirty minutes long, forty-five. We really usually go forty-five, um, but I've had I've had like chefs on. I've had like an oyster farmer on, and you know, like there's the interesting thing about like podcasting for bartending is that fact that like when you're at a bar like you can relate anything to the alcohol world i mean it's science religion history it's like it's all there um there's you figure out the way to connect it so the thing is like you can have anyone on your show and it'll work i had i had a uh foot doctor on my show because my i work you know no because i work great idea i work 12 hours a day a lot of most of the time and my feet just hurt all the fucking time and i was like i'm gonna get a foot doctor on the phone and talk to her and see you know what she has to say so you know it was that's that's really cool (laughs) i haven't heard that one of yours yet the perks just keep coming but and she said she was gonna send me orthotics but she never did it (laughs) but that you know that's one of the kind of perks you might get i know one of the uh the one things i have to say is uh, you know being a thirty-minute, forty-five-minute show? I've had a lot of uh, brands on, a lot of uh, master distillers come on, and and typically they they'll let their there's there's a PR influence that comes with that, and uh, it'll end up being essentially a thirty-minute-long free commercial for the brand, right. but it's it's just straight-up sales pitch. But. So that's the thing is like with this with our format and the interview style that we do, it's like we try to get to the core. We always ask the guests like it doesn't matter who you are. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna name any names, but like I, you know I tried to like get into the core of this person. Like how'd you get into this? You know we always ask people how they got into the industry because that to me is like it's like the bartender journey, right? Yeah. So. Uh, you really get a background and a feel for that person, but and you, it, not it, so much that product. I mean, you get more of the information about the product from the person, and like when when you personify that, it's like then all of a sudden you're invested into that that person's bar, that person's uh, distillery, winery, brewery, uh, restaurant, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we uh, on Speakeasy we try and go somewhat chronologically. You know, uh, again, luckily for us, we're inside of Roberta's Pizza. We meet our guests typically at least a half hour before the show. We'll have a slice of pie, a beer, um, yeah, uh, and we chat with them for a half hour or so before we go on the air to chat with them for a half hour or so. And that's sort of like the dry run that gives us some insight on this person who we probably already know of. We don't, we've never had a guest on the show. That and also their their new. personal cadence and like the you know yeah, it's like the again getting to the core of that person. And then when we're on the air, we sort of do like chronologically 
their history. Like we start the show, uh, you know, we know we've got 45 minutes in front of us. We start the show with like, who are you? Where are you from? How did you get into this business? And then the last 10 minutes of the show is where they can sell and shine if they have something to sell and shine about. Right. But it's that first 40 minutes of the show that people, I think we, we really engage with people. They come to understand who our guest is. Um, it, hopefully they've listened to the show enough to know who the fuck we are. So they already like us. We don't have to talk that much. So it's really just Damon and I kind of like keeping, yeah, keeping the guest relaxed um, and then letting them tell their story, right? We just sort of sit there and drink beer. <laughs> Once again, my favorite part of the week. No wonder we don't get paid. If you if you're just start if you're just starting a podcast, you know the um, the brand ambassador is a great resource. You know, I mean, yeah, they have their stick and they, you know, but they're all fun people, great people. You know, all yeah, the brand ambassadors. Yeah, exactly. And so, also for future guests, they know everyone, so they'll introduce you to other people. Yeah. So you know, and they. It, you know, I found myself sometimes they, they have their spiel and I kind of zone out and like I don't even have to pay attention. But but um, but, you know, they, they're always great guests, the brand ambassadors. And um, yeah, you know, it does turn into kind of a commercial for that thing. But you're learning about, you know, whatever. If Like I find farm to glass really interesting. So, you know, I, I talked to the guy I mentioned in Nevada, you know, like it was this farm was in his family for five generations, you know, and it was failing and he turned it into a distillery. That's cool. And now it's that a thriving cool. business, you know? So I found, I found that really interesting, you know? So, yeah. Uh, what's next, Kara? Um, I was actually going to add also, um, in terms of being a good guest, I've been asked, you know, what's the, the number one thing you should do when you go on these shows? And especially for, for these guys, I've always told, um, drink. Yes. Bring, bring something to drink, you know. Oh, yeah. I tell yeah. all our guests to bring, bring something to drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have beer at, at, at Roberta's and booze, but we, we always bring a beer into the studio. But, but I say to every guest before they come, if you're a brand person, bring your juice. If you're running a bar and you've got a drink on your menu that you love, like, let's talk about that drink. Usually like, the brands will bring product, yeah. but, like, it's always a hell of a lot of fun when you have, like, a bartender on. Yeah, they're, the, it's like, they're more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I'm not saying they're more fun than the brands, but I'm saying like it's it's fun when they actually bring like a, a boomerang or something weird, like you know, a batch cocktail they can just throw in a shaker and then like rattle it on the air, and and then also you're like you get to if you haven't been to that bar, then you get to you get to know a little bit more about it by tasting that, and then you're like, all right, well, shit, man, I'm going there, and then I've always I've actually done that a lot before, like like where I'll have like I'll have like a sample cocktail from uh, I've also I do this thing a lot of times where I'll bring guests back to my bar, Grand Army, in, in Brooklyn, and have them come do like a quick little guest shift after the show. And that's been really effective for like cross promotional stuff where um, I've, I've used that, I've used my bar to like get people to listen to the show. It's like, oh, the Speakeasy guest series at Grand Army. So there's, there's all kinds of but, uh, ways we, you can promote. Well, the original question was how to be a good podcast. But, but, but the well, thing I'd is, also um, to hear about but to well, have, uh, to bring, Bring anything, your book, to sign it to the, to, you know, the, uh, the host or, like, bring something fun. Or, I, I mean, like, Steve Schneider, who also has a, uh, a wacky podcast, uh, he'll, just, uh, he'll just show up randomly at, at Roberta's to the speakeasy and just, like, he'll know who the guest is uh, coming on. You know, there may be someone in town that he's met in his many travels, and he'll just come and, like, He'll just bring a smear off ice and ice them on the air, and like you know, like <laughs> that's to, a, be, to be a good um, either host or guest. Uh, microphone technique is pretty important. So um, you know, I was. I love that Brian's in the tech stuff. 
Yeah. So I, I have I have one of these little Zoom recorders that I carry around with me uh, during tales and other events, and uh, I actually there's a way to plug two microphones into it. So say these two microphones could plug directly into this. So that's what I have in my bag. And uh, I was interview interviewing somebody yesterday, and she was very great and animated, and she kind of talked like this, and she talked like this, and she went too close to the microphone. And um, so, you know, if, if you have a microphone in front of you, there's certain techniques you want to talk um, sort of over it, not directly into it, because, you know, the popping peas thing is a big problem. If you, if you put your hand in front of your face to make a you'll feel air come out of it, right? So if that hits what's called the diaphragm of the microphone, that's where you get a popped pea. So if you just talk over it, you don't get that. And um, so that's just a, a quick microphone technique thing, whether you're a host or a guest. And uh, obviously, try to stay a um, consistent distance away from the microphone. You want to be about we um, two to three inches. Yeah, fist away. Right, right, right. So, um, and, you know, it's a tricky thing because you, you want your guests to be, you know, comfortable and, and not feel self, self-conscious. But, um, you know, it's... it's if you tell them not to get, say, um, yeah. they're probably going to say it twice as much. <laughs> but I always tell people... Um, when I do an interview, what's that? Did, I, did I say um? Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't even know. <laughs> I always tell people when I start an interview, because uh, I do edit my show pretty uh, heavily, where you guys don't, but I say, you know, if you make a mistake, if you lose your train of thought, if you want to start something over, just tell me. If you say something that you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't really say that, uh, just let me know. And um, that seems to make people a lot more comfortable, um, you know, that really soothes the nerves i find you know yeah, that's a tremendous difference uh, i've got this is my zoom that the radio station gave me um and i've been doing some we're going to do a clip show stay tuned uh hopefully it'll air next wednesday uh i'm just going around at, while i'm here at tales and getting like two minute interviews with uh with people and i notice again you know that that, that won't be live which our show normally is um people are definitely more relaxed when they know it's not live yeah. like they come in and they have a pizza with us and we try and like you know, relax. It's going to be great. Just yeah. us in a room. Don't, don't think about the fact that there's a whole lot of people listening to you. Yeah, we never tell. We never our tell them how many before. listeners we have. We we want them to just like be cool. It's just me and you and Damon hanging out. Also, but you a, guys also do a pre-interview before sometimes, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We have lunch like, with everybody. When we'll tell people, like we'll tell the guests, like, all right. So uh, that was really interesting, and everything you just told us, we're we're gonna have your basically repeat that when we go live. <laughs> See, I don't do that. I'm like, I don't want to talk to that person beforehand because I feel like well, if you repeat it a this, second time, it's like not as genuine. Yeah, sure. It's not, you actually, know. What actually works for us is like when we go live and we've talked like right before the show and someone's telling us a, a fun, interesting story about themselves. We're like, dude, you got to tell that on the air. But this time you're actually going to nail it because you just practiced. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's rehearsal. But also um, the... But I think that's a, that's a good point for us to bring up. There's a tremendous difference between, um, between recorded and, and edited and sort of shopped, you know, versus us, which was just like fly by the seat of our pants, freewheeling, swearing, drinking, whatever. Yeah. I, I love the NPR style of, of uh, shows, you know, that's sort of a very distinct style. And I love that. And I try to recreate it. And I, ha I happen to have the skill set to do that. It's really time consuming I mean if you listen to the credits of an NPR show there's like 15 people worked on the show for yeah. a week it's just me here you know <laughs> trying to get this done on my you know one of my on my one day off you know so it's uh, it's it just if you're going to start a podcast it, it's a lot of work you know unless you have producers and 
Mike, you got. I mean, we definitely. Engineer, have you a, got a big team. <laughs> We're super lucky that we have a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's my favorite part of the week, but uh, you know. <laughs> for the actual show, right? And then, you know, I do the booking, so that consumes a bit of my time. But again, it's pleasurable. Like, it's, it's like Ryan said, it's heroes or up-and-comers that I've heard about or people who are just pitching me out of the blue to say, you know, like, I've never heard of this person, but I'm like, Damon, this guy sounds cool. Let's get him on, you know? And we do this, and it's, it's, a, it's a fucking great time. But yeah, there's a tremendous difference in workload based on if you're going to be, you know, more in-depth and technical and, uh, you know, edit and do sound and all those things versus us we're just kind of like again it's a it's a conversation at the end of the night at the bar like there's no real yeah. you know effort that goes into it we we roll in david david's our our, our producer uh vitor uh, runs the board while we're on there and we just do our thing yeah um that, i want to make it sound so easy i don't know if i'm really fucking easy ahead <laughs> here but um there's an important thing to note when you're booking um I mean, we do our show every week, so we have to book out quite a bit in advance. And it's live, so we can't just we can't be like, "Oops, we missed one." We we're I mean, we can if we I guess we wanted to. We, we could. We have. Book. Remember, Lindsay Johnson was uh, almost thirty minutes late for a forty-five minute show. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Rocky, yeah, was, was like fifteen minutes. <laughs> we we uh, we interviewed each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just so, were like, "Hey, what have you been up to?" That's another he, reason he just, why it literally like, just happened that Damon had been on a trip the week before, and I had been on a trip two weeks before, so that we had shit to talk about. And it's I think it's a, a weird part too. We often forget that um, we're in this business too, and like There's stuff that we do that that people want to hear about too. So we just sort of interviewed ourselves, and and she kept texting, and I kept mentioning like, "Oh, she's before <laughs> she's in traffic." Before, before Souther be was uh, the co-host. Um, I had a couple of times that guests that just showed up like, you know, 15 minutes late and it scared the fuck out of me, man. So I like, I would have to like, I'd like get on my iPad and like scroll through like Facebook and see what was happening like, like events and stuff and just like talk about it. And then like try to get like a producer or engineer to like chime in and like have a little conversation with them. I'm just like, uh, oh, uh, sweating bullets. And then finally they show up and Rocky, yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wanted so to say something going about going back to what makes a bad guest don't show up late for a live yeah, show. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and as a host, either like you know, uh, it's uh, again we live in New York City, with, where any and everything can and will happen at L-train. the worst possible moment. L train, um, which is going to be shut down soon for two years. I don't know how I'm going to get to and from the show. Um, like got, we, don't ride your bike. Yeah, I I get there <laughs> tremendously early. Um, you know, I try and be really or just in case, like because again, yeah. we're going live, and if I don't show up and he doesn't show up, probably for the same reason. If the train's fucked up, then then there's no host for a live show. You know, it's dead air. Um, I want to say something about booking. Uh, come back to that. Um, you can really lean on. I, I was, the way I started booking the show was. I just interviewed every, like, all my bartender buddies. But then what really helps uh, as far as, like, if you're going to do, like, very, like, industry-heavy stuff, you can uh, definitely lean. Like, at the moment that PR companies started reaching out to me and, like, I could feel comfortable reaching out to them, all of a sudden you've got this massive, like, influx of of guests that you can have on the show. And that being said, some of those are going to be, like, bigger brands and stuff like that 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 are going to, like want to do like essentially a 30 minute sales pitch but um you can really like obviously this is the show 
shows are about the community and like our like passion for it. So like got to lean on the community pretty hard on that. And uh, you find that like most people are like just totally stoked to do it. Um, and you know, you make those connections with, I'm not saying don't like book big brands. You obviously should. Um, they will end up helping you out too. I mean, like Brian said, like, you know, like if he interviews someone like McAllen and then they're like, you know what? Like, you know, like six months later, they're like, we're bringing some people over to Scotland. Why don't you come with us? I mean, that's, that's cool. Um, but it, you know, obviously, it depends on like what your focus is for your format and like what like what you want to talk about. Like, I love the fact that you had a podiatrist on your show. <laughs> that's amazing, um, and that's that's some real that's, deal stuff right there. I mean, that's kind of a segue to. Uh, I don't know if you have this slide. Who was your podcast for? No, no. yeah, um, yeah. So I made a slide here, and um, oh, by the way, I have. I have a document, and if, if anybody wants uh, a document, it has some technical stuff and uh, a lot of stuff about podcasting, just shoot me an email. It's brian at bartenderjourney.net, and I'll shoot you that document um, probably next week. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll send you this sort of uh, expanded slideshow as well. <clears throat> so I, uh, so um, when you're starting a podcast, I wrote this, who was your podcast for? You want to pick a style for your podcast, and um, the, the common um, knowledge with podcasting is uh, you want to pick an avatar. So you're talking to one particular person. So pick a person that's like I, th I, I think of a person who maybe lives in a small market, is sort of a uh, working in a bar that's not really craft, and uh, but wants to wants that and wants wants to live this life. You know, um, so I, you know I'm talking to that person. I'm not being. Um, I'm, I'm not going to assume they know too much or, or too little. I'm not going to talk down to them, um, but I will. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I won't assume they know. You know, all the people that we know, and they. So, uh, I won't assume much of them. So, is it? So, is your show going to be strictly for professionals and insiders, or is it going to be for? Um, like I said, you know, I always say my show is for uh, bartending. Um, aspiring and professional bartenders and cocktail and spirit enthusiasts. So that's, you know, you want to have in mind who, who you think is listening to this thing. Um, I don't personally, I want, I don't want mine to be too inside baseball. Like, you know, I don't want to say, yeah, we flew into Portland and we're straight over to see Jeff at Clyde, you know? Okay. That's, I know what that means, but not, you know, somebody living in um, Iowa may not know what you're talking about. So, uh, you know, I, I, I never do that. <clears throat> um, I think it's important on that note, I think it's important also, you have to make, make sure that your guest understands that as well. Uh, and whether you literally tell them that or you redirect things that they say. Uh, you know, we'll have a guest on the show that'll mention, uh, you know, a neoclassic cocktail that they created uh, called the penicillin. Um, and I'll lean into the mic and be like, can you remind my listener what a penicillin is? You know, because I know what that is and you know what that is, but we're just sitting here in this room. We have, you have quite be, a few people listening to this show who may or may not know what the fuck you're talking about, yeah. Sammy. When we <laughs> when it first had, uh, started the uh, Speakeasy, there was a lot of that because like there hadn't been any shows like like this before, like podcasts yeah. like this, you know. So yeah, you're in it, your world of you know yeah, we're yeah. in our world of well, you know the USBG yeah. and and so you, you know we you can't be like Dale or Dave or Julie. Yeah, right. You have to say Dale DeGraff yeah. or this and. Uh, Dave Wondrich and Julie Reiner from Clover Club. I, uh, yeah, I, and I'll use I'll use words like as you may know, you know, when I'm saying something, you know, like what is simple syrup? As you may know, simple syrup is you know water, you know. So, you know, I'm I'm not assuming they know. I'm not assuming they don't know. 
So, you know, so I'm not making anybody feel stupid. I remember being at a tail seminar some one time and somebody said they went into a bar and asked for something they didn't have and the bartender made him feel stupid. And I, he said, I never want to make anybody feel like that. And, I, you know, yeah. I, I thought that was a great comment. Especially yeah. knowing <laughs> the fact that your audience is international. I mean, and a lot of them are probably new or just don't know, like, some of these different markets. It's like you have to be very clear with it. You don't. You, you don't want. Kind the, of feel, it kind of feels awkward doing it. But, but you don't you, want. You, you don't want the it. listener feeling like they're on the outside looking in. Right. You know. Exactly. They, you want to include them, not um, make yeah. them feel stupid. So uh, I wrote: treat, treat your listeners with respect, like you treat guests at your bar. Don't waste their time. Yeah. That's yeah. the end of that slide. Um, can we move on to talking about the the technical nitty gritty? Because um, I think a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people who might want to create their own podcast, I think there's just that there's a low barrier to entry to get in, except if you're trying to, you know, figure out how the heck do you even get started, especially if you're on your own. Yeah. So uh, I wrote. Uh, what do you need to create a podcast? You need an idea. You know, like I, I talked about a little bit earlier, what's what's your concept? Uh, you need a microphone of some sort. And, uh, I mean, it could be as simple as your iPhone, I guess, or as elaborate as, um, you know, a $2,000 microphone. Uh, but uh, there are ways to do the microphone on a podcast. On an iPhone is actually not that bad, uh, believe it or not. Um, uh, but if you have a, a microphone, ideally you want a pop, pop filter on it, which these don't have. But... Um, if you use the microphone techniques like I talked about, uh, What's a it's, it's, um, Boom. nailed it. <laughs> there, well, there's two types. There's one that fits, uh, like a sock sort of on top of the microphone. And then there's one that would clamp on and it looks like, a um, it's like, kind a, like a stocking thing. material in it. Yeah. Okay. And, it, but it stops that, what I was talking about, that, that air from hitting the diaphragm, diaphragm of the microphone. Um, so, and you ideally want a mic stand, so you're not getting these handling noises. Where if you're holding it by hand, you might get those noises. Um, headphones. It's really good to uh, have headphones on um, for various reasons. One, to know that you're not distorting when you're recording, um, and also uh, just so you hear everybody clearly. And um, for your guests too, like we, a lot of times, like we'll have guests that don't want to wear headphones because they don't want to hear them themselves when they're yeah, recording at first but it's like no you, you get used to it you don't hear yourself and it's a really good way for you to like self-monitor rather than like being like this and exactly okay. it's like you can't really rely on the, the soundboard like uh, post-production or anything like that it's so it's good to understand exactly where you are in the microphone yeah um something to record onto so a, a lot of people actually do do podcasts with these things there's a little card in it that comes out uh, you know a memory card you stick that on your computer you can imp import the file into some sort of editing software i i record directly into my editing software which is called pro tools that's a uh industry standard like every tv show and movie you've ever seen in the last 10 years has been recorded and mixed on uh pro tools but um that's a that's a professional one. You, you can GarageBand comes with your iPad with your um, Apple computer, right? You can use a lot of people use that, and um, so you, you you're recording either into your computer or onto something like this, um, and then you're going to uh, oh you need mm -hmm. this thing's this thing's pretty fancy by the way, and the, uh, and you know David Tadashore, our guy, he taught me how to use it. You see, it's beat up and doesn't even have the back on there. It's only four hundred bucks. I was like, oh, my God, you're giving me this thing that I have to take with me to Tales of the Cocktail. How much am I going to owe you when I lose it because I got drunk at the Absinthe House? Uh, and he's like, it's 400 bucks. And I was like, oh, that's pretty. Also, know your gear because I brought, I brought this one to Tales like four years ago, and I didn't lose the back. 
that happened <laughs> since then. But uh, <laughs> it was a long I recorded night. about, uh, I'd say maybe seven or eight hours of interviews. And at some point, I hit a some sort of setting on it. And I only had fifth, the first, teen, uh, first 15 minutes were clear, and the rest of it was just static for like seven hours. Oh, it's, I lost it's so everything. And then there's a switch on here, too, that changes it from external mic inputs to internal mics. And one time, I remember really the time was, we were at a, a Montenegro event, and you said, oh, get up there and record that dude. And uh, I, we were holding the microphones, and I was holding the thing like this, and it was recording from here, and it was a noisy room, <laughs> not out of the microphones, and it was unusable. Uh, so I, you know, I, like I said, I worked as a professional audio engineer for 15 years. I still fuck up. So anyway, um, if if you're recording uh, in your house or whatever, you want a, pl a quiet place to record. So you want to make that room as quiet as you can. Also, another thing is uh, echo, which is um, a problem if you're in a, a room that has a lot of hard services, windows and stuff. You want to try to uh, eliminate as much of that as you can because. Um, like windows very reflective the sound come out of your mouth hit the window come back to the microphone sounds terrible so uh, a good clean electricity too because you'll get like we're kind of like yeah 60 cycle hums and stuff and, you, like and your phone even even uh no it's not ringing right but if it's close to this wire it makes all it can it can potentially make all kinds even of weird on noises airplane mode. yeah even in airplane mode even when it's not ringing even when it, you know it's just whatever searching for signal or whatever so uh you want to watch out for that maybe turn your phone off completely um and uh oh as far as echo goes you can um a good way to test the echo in the room you're in is just clap your hands and you hear this room here right it's pretty echoey yeah. all right so that's um that's one way to test and then you can like i said cl maybe close the drapes or whatever you can do to eliminate uh, parallel surfaces are not good. That sound has a physical length. Sound waves have a physical length to them, so they can actually bounce back and forth uh, at certain frequencies. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Parallel I've heard surfaces of are bad. Who record podcasts in closets because that's the yeah. only quiet space. So that's a bad idea because it'll bounce back. No, well, if the closet is full of clothes, it's awesome. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea to set up your microphone like right in front of your closet if it's full of clothes, and uh, that's a, that's a good way to do it. There's actually a thing you can buy and clamp it on a mic stand, and it has this foam, foamy stuff and comes out like this, and that's also a really good way to eliminate both echo and outside noises. You know, it's like maybe 50 bucks on Amazon. <clears throat> so I forget what you call it, but it, it just it, it would clamp on here, and there's a foamy thing that comes out like this. Um, so other things you need to recreate a podcast, you need a podcast hosting service. I use one called Podbean which is not bad. There's another one called Lipson, which I hear good things about. And um, so that hosts the, the, the file. You're going to create an audio file at the end, right, an MP3 file, and you're going to upload that to your podcast hosting service like uh, Podbean. And then uh, separate from that, you're probably going to want a website where people can go and uh, have all your information there, and you'll, you'll create show notes that go along with each show uh, that goes on your website. And uh, the last thing I wrote, on my list is you're going to need a lot of time if you do it like me, where you edit it and post it and do it all yourself, and then you got to promote it. You know, you, fi you finally get this audio show done. Like, you know, I've been working on this thing all day long. Make that MP3 file. And like, man, now I got to upload it. I got to post it to the website. I got to um, grab the HTML code from the podcast hosting service to post that onto the website so that you have that little audio player on your website create the show notes, and then maybe tell people about it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it's a lot of work.
<laughs> Not for you guys. You, you guys spend. You, know. hey, you, you have people that do that. I am going to point out that Brian has a, a solid how-to podcast outline. This is just these are just high-level notes. Um, we want to keep it moving along, but definitely encourage you to email him if you want more details on how-to. I know your list of recommendations too. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. The, the tech recs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, microphone o- options. Uh, I use one called the Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred. It's a hundred dollars, and it's uh, sounds great. And um, it, it both has an audio um, analog audio cord and a USB, so you can plug it USB right into your computer. Um, you have the option there. It's it's great. So I can, you know, I carry it around with me, plug it into the little Zoom recorder, or I can plug it right into my computer if I want it. Um, I mentioned I use Pro Tools. There's one called Audacity, which is free. A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Is that up? Um, that's free. GarageBand is free with Macs. And this is, this is all for whether you edit or not. You know, even if it's a one, you know, half an hour of straight audio that you're not going to edit, you need to create an MP3 file. So you need some way to do that. You need some software that's going to um, spit out an MP3 file. So all, all these things will do that. Uh, there's one called Hindberg Journalist that I've never used. And then we mentioned the Zoom recorder. or Mine is actually a Tascam DR40 um, that I carry around with me. And then I mentioned the uh, Podbean and Lipson already. Okay. Yeah, I'll just leave that up just so we don't have to say, you know, how, how do you spell this, how do you spell that. But let's kind of move on to the, the next segment because I'd love to have some time for, for questions. So is it possible to make money doing this? It's... it's it's tough. Well, you know, we we touched on a lot of that already, and um, you know, I think I think as podcast, you know, podcasting's been around about ten years, and it's only growing and growing and growing. People are talking more and more about it. You're hearing more about it, and I think um, and and the mainstream, the sort of um, general interest podcasts are doing a lot of advertising, you know, and it's so we're in sort of a niche um, market, you know, and you know, so. Mark Maron's podcast, you know, WTF has, I don't know what, two million downloads a week or whatever. And um, so, you know, brands are noticing. But they're advertising, you know, mattresses and stamps.com and, you know, general interest stuff. You know, we're, yeah, the numbers are smaller here, but we're talking to bartenders. And that's who the brands are trying to reach, right? And like I said, I think we really develop a trust with our listeners where, you know, like I said, I'm not going to advertise something I don't believe in. So I think it will be more possible as time goes on. <laughs> we, we, do you want to tell them about, uh, about what? Big Ride. No, what? Big Ride. Cloud Ride. <laughs> oh, Cloud Ride. <laughs> I mean, now you have to. If you, yeah, if you listen to our show, which I hope you do, um, we, <laughs> just like what he said, we typically don't want to talk about or advertise for anything that we don't personally believe in. Uh, and I think the slide that's up on the screen there talks about how people are really influenced by that. Uh, the listener is really influenced by the fact that I'm cracking open a Budweiser and I believe in that juice or whatever uh, that thing is at the moment. Uh, but the network, uh, Heritage Radio Network that we work for, obviously they have to stay afloat. They're a, they're a 501c3 nonprofit, so they don't make a lot of money, but they need money to keep the shows happening, to pay all those guys to do all the nerdy shit that Brian was just talking about. Um, <laughs> so they came to us and said, uh, um, we got a sponsor uh, that wants to sponsor the show for six weeks, so you need to talk about them every show for six weeks. Uh, and we're like, yeah, great, that sounds awesome. Who is it? Um, Cloud Ride. They're, it's vape they, juice. They make vape juice. 
So on episode one of that six-week run, we just sort of were like, cloud ride. Uh, it's vape juice. We, neither one of us know anything about that. So, so Damon, next week on my way into the show, I will stop and there's literally a vape store right next door to my apartment. I'll get us a, a vape thing and we'll do this. Yay, cloud so ride. For six uh, weeks, we... Wait, what, uh, was it, what was the tagline, though? Made, made by scientists? No, no made uh, by chefs. Uh, what was it? It was fucking crazy. Both guys in white coats. That's what we kept saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> made, by she- made by chefs approved by scientists or some shit like that. Something, so anyway, things. for then five weeks, every show, we would put in a different juice into this thing that neither one of us knew how to use, and awkwardly... But we made fun of it, and then they wanted to be our... Uh, sponsor for another six weeks um, because they loved the fact that we were so goofy and stupid about the thing that it engaged the guest in such a way so they were like well yeah you guys are funny we'll do it again and frankly the whole time we were kind of making fun of a thing that we don't give a shit about um, neither, anyway, neither of us had ever yeah we had our first vape experience on the air live to you know to you guys uh, but 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 that's what what Brian is saying, and I think what what Kara wants us to talk to you about is how you can in, eventually make money with this thing. Um, there are but, people who want to pay for the fact that your listener trusts you, and then then it gets weird. It's up to you then to decide: Am I going to take money from fucking I don't know, cupcake flavored vodka or some shit that you don't really believe in, or maybe you believe in that? I don't know. What I think. Uh, what have you heard of? Um there's a podcast. They actually advertised the podcast on TV before it came out, and it's it was all underwritten by um, not Whole Foods, but um, something like that. One of those one of those uh, high end supermarkets, and it was um, it, it was all underwritten. So like, if there's anybody here from Chilled Magazine or one of those, you should come to me, and we'll make a podcast and call it Chilled Magazine Podcast. You know, and um, I think that's a really because uh, you know the magazines already have the spot they they already have advertising contacts sure. and they have content and they, they you know they need to get it out in a new way like you know how many people buy magazines what what were you guys talking to um, to um, the Fords about like they they created a magazine that's totally underwritten by Remy right yeah 100%. like they're they're so why are we not doing that with podcasts right yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Um, because <laughs> no, straighten us out, Damon. Um, the reason why is because in that magazine they featured, and this is where it could work. Um, in that magazine, if you haven't seen it, it's the Collective uh, eighteen oh six. It's like a book. It's really thick. And I guess uh, it, the first one is Just about... to plug them, why not? Um, their second edition... It, right. the first edition was all about New York. Second edition is all about New Orleans. And there are copies available here in the city and they're giving them away. And it's, it's fucking gorgeous. It's, a, it's yeah. not a magazine. It's a fucking book. It's a book. It's, it's like... It's a soft cover book. It's like kind of like lifestyle driven. It, it's, it features a lot of... It's, it features characters. It, it, actually, Southers in... Sorry. I didn't mean to hit your arm. <laughs> he fell off his bike. Um, yeah. Anyway... Right. Uh, I fell off my bike right when that car hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly <coincidental>. after. Um, <laughs> so uh, the thing is, it's it's by, I mean, it's, it's sponsored by uh, Remy and Quantro. And the thing is, the Kyle and Rachel Ford, they put together this beautiful book, and it features a bunch of different bartenders, artists, like lifestyle stuff. It's not an advertise. It's got cocktails. It, it has cocktails in it at, towards the end. Um but the thing is, it's not like a cocktail book. It's not a cocktail magazine. It's like just a kind of a cool, like artsy feature 
thing. And, um, and that's their gig now, right? That's their gig. That's their gig. But the thing is, you could do that, say, if you were if you had a podcast that was sponsored by like Diageo, yeah. for instance, you could do that, but you would, it would have to be the same thing. It would have to be a podcast that's more lifestyle driven where it's like um, bartenders, artists, chefs, like you'd have to throw it all there. Musicians, it like the, the, the first uh, issue is all that stuff. Yeah. And, and somehow ties it all back to the bar world. But I think again, but, we can tie anything back to this. Uh, people, no, it's people, true. People I've, I've noticed in the, in the last 15 years of my career, people really enjoy drinking. Really? Yeah, a, I think it's a trend. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's where you have to start getting creative with, like, the actual format and uh, what you can do. Because if you did something like that, you would have to, you, it, would, it would be really cool. You could do all kinds of lifestyle stuff, and then, like, this is brought to you by, like, Brooklyn Gin, or, like, we don't have but the money there's, to sponsor. There's, <laughs> there's so many different ideas. I was but, talking to a guy yesterday. I had a great idea. Don't steal his idea. He had an idea. He was going to take an old cocktail book and make... Uh, and do a podcast once a week. He was going to make a recipe from like a you know hundred year old cocktail book every week, and then do a modern twist on it. I was like, "That's a fucking great idea for a podcast. You should do it." <laughs> yeah. Don't steal his idea. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it could, the the point is that your podcast could be whatever you want it to be. It's your podcast, you, you know. And if you don't have a sponsor, you got no responsibility to anybody to do anything. I think do- a really, really great way to be able to do that is get people like get actual businesses in your community to get involved i mean like my my bar is sponsored heritage radio since we opened and uh since my bar opened and that's something that we didn't really think about heritage radio didn't really think about going to different like bars and restaurants around the city and asking them if they would sponsor uh and when we started doing like when when my bar Grand Army, and then Roberta's actually also uh, sponsors the radio station, Heritage Radio. Um, once we started asking around that way, then it was like, oh, shit, the Nomad wants to sponsor the radio show, and they actually have money to do it. <laughs> so, you know, when we started getting like... Yeah, it seems like everybody wants to. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But then you got to find the people who have the I money. Think, I think with, like, when you're thinking about bartending podcasts and, like, the actual sponsorship and, like, it, it, you typically go for, like, the Remy Quattro, Diageo, like, you know, the bigger brands that have more money. But that's, again, going back to it's a lot of work. If you just reach out to your community, then it doesn't become so specific to, like, I only have liquor brands as sponsors or... Weird vape juices that occasionally want to sponsor. But, uh, another point to bring up is be careful what you wish for because when you do have a sponsor now, you have a contract, you have yeah. responsibilities. I mean, I you know my last podcast I put out about three weeks ago said, hey, you know I'm working sixty hours a week and I'm going to tell the cocktail and we're not going to do a show for the next four weeks. <laughs> so stand by. I hope you're subscribed and you'll get my newest podcast when it comes out end of July. You know, but if I had sponsors. I, I have responsibility to put that obligations, put that thing out. So we're heading into the home stretch here. So yeah. I don't know if you want to quickly go through the Edison study or if we should just kind of wrap up some thoughts. Some questions, yeah. yeah um, I, if we have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Okay. Exactly. Gentleman in the back. Greg's got a little podcast of his own. That's awesome. It's one of my favorite ones. It's called um, uh, Bar None Podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swag. Awesome. We don't, we don't, we don't have any from our show. <laughs> um, 
see it for good reason, obviously. But how does that work with podcasts? Is it just kind of if you pick up an advertiser, say, like, I don't know, for Tele Bronca or something? Is it just kind of well, assumed that because you spend 45 minutes talking about booze, you're not going to have any middle schoolers listening to you? Or like, right. Uh, I, I put, you know, when you, when you do a podcast on iTunes, you can mark it as explicit, which means it has curse words in it. I, I, which stay away. our show has a lot. As a, there's, there's a lot. I, I shy away from it. Um, in the beginning, I we did a lot, and uh, I had a co-host in the beginning. That's another story. But um, the, but uh, now, I mean, I shy away from Not that I bleep it out or anything, but I, 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 I try to stay away from it just because I think, you know, if I were to get involved with Diageo or somebody, they might. The, yeah, I, don't come, I got class, man. But um, anyway, if you put – but I – Despite the fact that I don't uh, swear too much on the show, I do use the explicit tag, which means not suitable for, you know, kids. That's not 21 and over, but, you know, it's something. <laughs> so that's... It's sort of, you know, sort of covers your ass in a way, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's the only advice I could offer you, you know. But I, I do have the question, though. Um, there are countries where advertising alcohol is totally out not allowed right. not allowed at all and obviously on the internet anybody can download the thing right so i wondered if maybe that's the reason i can't get a liquor sponsor i don't know countries I will but visit. but there you know <laughs> but there there's a show called whiskey cask and he's got liquor sponsors up the he's got tons of them i, I think also uh, greg maybe there's a, a difference in just a casual mention you know uh two weeks ago sam zaire who is the new york city uh, uh fratelli bronca portfolio manager um he literally just popped into roberta's came into the studio with three pizzas and a bottle of uh, fernet for my my guests it was a casual mention um of his product of course uh but uh you know all those guys have massive legal teams and if they're advertising on your show they're making the commercial so they're 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 fucking covering their own ass you know what I mean? But yeah, the explicit thing, there's a few of our shows that have that for swearing, but that's probably pretty smart. We should probably have it Giuseppe on all Gonzalez. of them. Zeppi Gonzalez. Zeppi Gonzalez. Yeah, 20, 20, he said fuck 24 times in 22 minutes. I think it was more than that. Okay, yeah, I know we had other questions. a 45-minute show. Uh, gentleman in the front row. Uh, several of you have mentioned several times the idea of subscribers and subscribing, and so far the technology <coughs> talk hasn't really mentioned that. What does that actually mean, and how do you... Get, how do you solicit and line up and, and build subscribers? So a lot of it, um, the way we build it up is clearly the main way is through social media uh, as far as your advertising goes. Um, uh, we're lucky enough to where the radio station is, uh, all the shows go to iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, those programs, that basically, they actually... To kind of like build a an algorithm that like kind of advertises for you um, if you listen to say like WTF and like Anthony Bourdain, then you're probably gonna get the speakeasy popping up as like suggested for you because yeah you know. Yeah, it'll come up on search engines. You know, I mean, I've asked a lot of people, how did you find my show? And they said, I just literally typed into Google bartender podcast and, you know, yours came up number two, you know. And, um, but I, I, I'm not sure if you're asking technically how you subscribe to a podcast. Was that the question? Because I always tell people you can go, if you have an iPhone, you have the podcast app on your phone. It comes preloaded. You couldn't delete it if you wanted to. And uh, you go into that, you hit search bartender, and it'll come up. And uh, along with a couple other shows, including uh, Mixology Talk, Chris is over here. <laughs> um, but um, as far as building subscribers, you know, I always felt like if I 
provide good content, the listeners will come. And it's been a slow process over four years. But I, I actually have a um, document. I mentioned I used to have a co-host, and he wrote out a list of, uh, he said, there's a list of you know drinks every bartender should know. And uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll put it on the website. I looked, and it was like, I was like, holy cow, this is like the most popular page by far, by 20 times on my website. And it actually comes up number one if you type in drinks every bartender should know my page comes up number one so you know now if you want that list um you have to put in your email address and you build an email list and now you can every week in addition to all the other things i mentioned advertising your show on facebook you, you ideally want to send out an email to your list and it's you know i have like six thousand people on that list now or something and that has a link for list so people listen. <laughs> yeah the um yeah that'll link to the um the web page I mentioned show notes so every it's basically it's a blog post uh, every week with the show notes and a little audio player that'll play in any um, browser or or phone um, which is a different way to listen to a podcast than subscribing on the podcast app yeah and and plus it's it, sorry it's it's also it's consistency you know um, how do I get guests to come to my bar well first I open the fucking thing and then I do a good job every day and then people start coming in the door, right? So it's just, yeah, being consistent. There's a, there's a certain cocktail festival that put out two episodes of a podcast, and then it just totally disappeared. I don't know if you know which cocktail, <laughs> cocktail festival I'm speaking of, but uh, they put out two episodes, and we never heard from them again. And it's, it's kind of weird, like, oh, you know, this was well-produced show. What happened to it? I don't know. It's too much work. No ROI. <laughs> No return on investment. Um, you had your hand up. And I told you to shut up earlier, so <laughs> now I'm going to tell you to speak up. You might be telling me again in a second. Uh, I've got like two questions. But well, one thing, and I think he's touched on it, is I was wondering, what can you get in trouble for in podcasting? I know some of the advertising stuff. Um, but I think the other thing I'd like to know is um, you, you guys do your shows weekly. like, And again, you talked about consistency. like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know any of this stuff. I'd be doing it myself. Maybe you can give us, like, where do we find the nerds that know how to do the audio stuff? Um, or can you do a show every month? Is it still going to be engaging? Well, G Greg's show comes out once a month. Is that right, Greg? Yeah, it's a it's a monthly show. It's a it's about an hour long, and it's super produced, and it sounds great, and it's amazing, and you like look forward to hearing that show once a month. Again, you find the consistency in whatever you do. And as far as the technical stuff goes, if you've got an iPhone, that you've got a good start right there. Done is better than perfect. Get started. You can make it better as you go, right? If you if you find that it's a, a thing you can devote some more time to as you go, and and make it better as you go, then make it better as you go. But get it get it going. There are there are people that specialize in that that will um i guess you would search for podcast producer or something and, and you can just literally record your own voice and send it to a guy and he'll take care of the rest for you know whatever amount of money so there, there are people that do that anybody else and what what can you not get away with on the air oh yeah music <laughs> music don't don't steal Um, I mean, you don't want to drop the C-bomb or anything like that, but like... It's yeah. acceptable in the UK. Sure. Sure. That is true. But you got to realize it's going to be an international show. Like, if you're going podcast, it's going to be international. Um, but the, the music thing is... Music uh, don't, thing is don't, don't, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. I, I, I've Get your so, friends 
your friend's bands to like you, sign you know, off. There's stuff in a garage band that you can use. Like there's fully produced yeah, music in garage band. Or I, <laughs> I subscribe, I pay a hundred dollars a year for a service called audio blocks. And there's tons of music on there that you can use any way you want. And that hundred dollars a year covers you. Um, and I, you know, I use it all the time. Seems fair and reasonable. Yeah. Um, yes, what's the most number of guests that you usually do? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we go pretty nuts. So uh, don't forget, we're inside of a, uh, a you know shipping container um, that's pretty pretty small in the end. Um, there's four it's cozy. Mics. It's, yeah, it's, it's call it cozy. Yeah, it's tight. Um, there's four mics set up on the table for us uh, with uh, five headsets, so you can have like one kind of guest just hanging out listening. Um, we typically have uh, the two of us and a guest. Um, sometimes we have two guests, and recently we did the entire. Tiki Mafiarg. Um, so there was nine guests plus Damon and I. We drank a bottle of champagne and a bottle of rum in 45 minutes. <laughs> it's great. But that's but, but I want to expand on that. That is really hard to do. Like you get that many people that are in the room together that are all like available to chime in. That's not a good thing. You really want yeah, to keep it down much. to like maybe four. For it, maybe five at the most. It, it becomes people talking over each other. And uh, even that show was great fun. And it had a reason that we, we let those that many folks in the room. Um, uh, but uh, at the same time, yeah, it becomes yeah. a little bit If you're bit a fan tired. of chaos, then totally do that. <laughs> if you're a fan of chaos. <laughs> uh, as well, many we as we can. We have five, so. Yeah. Uh, and other people are just sitting there listening and chiming in whenever they can. This will have to be the last question. What? Oh, okay. I will, however, tell you guys, um, the, all, all of these guys will be hanging out at the Presenter Corrals, which here is at the Criollo Restaurant. That's, that's new this year, so... You can ask all the questions you want in the presenter corral, which sounds pretty funny to the me. The restaurant down by the carousel bar? Yeah, it is. Must be the roundup. Anybody who wants to be on my show, I'd love to record you and hear your story. We'll record some. And same with us. Yeah, but let's um, take that question. Yeah, what do you got back there? Just, um, our podcast is hitting a transition point. We're hitting our 300th episode. We've got yeah, a audience. We're growing. We never missed a Wednesday since we started. So where, where do you take it? Like You guys are on a network, uh, like a hosting network. We would like to grow in that direction. We have a good audience we can bring with us. Who, where, where do you reach out, and how do you make that change point? When you want to reach more of a national audience rather than kind of a one. Sure. Where are you at? Sounds like you're in. Oh, I've heard of it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. What's the name of your show? Charlie Tonic Hour. I love it. Jenny Tonic. You fucking love that, don't you? Um. <laughs> he fucking loves puns. He loves puns. Uh, so, so the question is basically, how do you make that leap and maybe become part of a network? You, you uh, surely there's a, a you know sort of pirate type radio station that in your town that you could probably reach out to. But again, uh, because of the nature of you know the transfer of information, uh, you know if your show's decent, you could reach out to Heritage Radio Network and see if they have a slot for you. Um, you know we have 35 shows that are made every week. Um, and there are obviously more hours in the day than 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 or hours in the week than thirty five. So there's plenty of room, I think. Yeah, in the I think I think if you want to go independently, like you could, you can get on with uh, like Stitcher. Stitcher is a great resource yeah. for podcasts, and it, again, it's got algorithms that like throw your name around to other shows. Yeah, but that way you could keep it independent. If you want to go with a radio station, the thing is like, we we actually. Because it's nonprofit, we we actually pay dues and fees to do our show. It used to not be that way, but we started doing that because we we wanted to. All yeah, the hosts wanted it. to chip in, and so we actually we actually don't do it for free. We pay to do it. Yeah, weird. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're supporters of our own network. Uh, so, okay, I guess the guy in the back keeps showing me that there's time's up. Um, we're going to go down to the corral, or whatever the hell that is. Uh, uh, well, we got some wrap-up stuff to do. Um, on next week's show, we've got... Oh, wait, it's a different thing. Um, sorry, that's tomorrow from the future. Um, Yes, yeah, so we're going to go down to the corral. Please come down and talk to us some more um, and engage with us. Uh, Brian wants to record some stuff. We've got recorders with us as well. Um, it, you can always reach me. I'm on all social media as Creative Drunk. Um, you can reach me uh, through, through any of that if you have further questions or if you just want to follow my shenanigans and hijinks. Um, and then tune into the show every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Yep. Um, I'm, if you guys have any questions, you can email me. It's damon at grandarmybar.com. Uh, it's pretty simple. Bar is called Grand Army. Grand Army Bar. Uh, D-A-M-O-N. Um, and uh, on Twitter is Speakeasy Radio. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, bartenderjourney.net is my site. And subscribe, I hope, to uh, Bartender Journey in your favorite podcasting catcher. And, uh, yeah, so like I said, uh, please send me an email, and I will send you some technical uh, details and, and some stuff. I have, a, I have another document I'll send you as well. I just thought of it. Um, there's a document. When I do interviews over Skype, I have a document that I send people um, you know, to achieve best audio quality. Um, so I'll, I'll send you that as well. And uh, the address is up there, right? Brian at bartenderjourney.net. Uh, so don't forget I'm launching an app tomorrow called Batch. <laughs> Okay, so last housekeeping. If you liked what these guys had to say, they were helpful. Give them a thumbs up in uh, the seminar in the Tales app. I'd like to thank again our, our cap, June Kang. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Brooklyn Gin. I'd like to thank these guys. Thank you. See you in the presenter corral. To the corral. Yeah. I do want to say one thing in closing. Just... I, well, I just it's it's important. It's important. Um, when you're doing when I'm just saying when you're doing your show, just make sure that it's not. Make sure it's about your guest. Like it's about it's about the guest on your show. So not it's not about self promotional for things for you. It's for the guest and for the listener and about getting that message across because that's what this conversation's about when we're when we're having them on the radio. And that's why we have these conversations at the bar. We're getting that information out. And, uh, and good luck, guys. Yeah. Oh, we didn't show the, the slide. There's two podcasts I wanted to mention, podcasts about podcasting, which might help you out if you're just getting started. Oh. This one called School of Podcasting. It's, it's a podcast about podcasting. Another one called The Audacity to Podcast. So uh, those are, if you're just getting started, those will be a, that's a good resource for you. Cool. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, cool, man. Where, where is your? Oh, cool, man. Hey, I hope you're subscribed to the show. Like I said, we have lots more tales coverage coming up for you. Six more shows, in fact, of tales coverage. We're going to talk farm to glass in Iowa with Cedar Ridge. We're going to talk to Laura, the head bartender at Sobu in uh, New Orleans, and we're going to talk to a brand rep from Vodka 6100, which is an interesting vodka made in, in New Zealand. Uh, we're going to talk to the great Jane Bowie from Maker's Mark. That's uh, a great interview. I'm looking forward to bringing you that. Uh, we're going to talk to Warren Bobro, who is the now officially the definitely the most uh, 
frequent guest on the Bartender Journey podcast. Ran into him at the pool at Hotel Monteleone, and we recorded a little bit. Now we're going to talk Mescal with Mescal Silencio, CEO. We go to the House of Elix, which is uh, Absolute's very high-end product, and they put on an amazing party every year. Uh, we're going to talk to Alan Katz. We're going to talk London Dry Gin. And then to end our tales coverage, another fabulous interview. It's Lou Bryson, author of Tasting Whiskey. And I'm really looking forward to bringing that one as well. So I hope you're subscribed and we'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.